much. Let's pray for the word today. Father, we just thank you right now for this moment. God, this opportunity that you brought us in this place today. And God, I ask that the words that will come from my mouth, the motives of my heart, Lord, that they will be acceptable unto you, God, for you are my strength and my redeemer. God, we are so, so, so grateful every day to hear what your word has to say to us. And God, even as I make the effort to give your people the remnants of my Bible study, I pray that the hearts and the minds of the people are open to receive what you, the Spirit of the Lord, has to say. And so, God, I ask that those that have an ear, let them hear what you, the Spirit of the Lord, has to say to them today. And God, we are so grateful, thankful for the privilege of impartation. I ask that you will feed me on my feet. Give me clarity and understanding of your word so that lives are touched, challenged, and changed and never the same. And God, we are grateful and thankful for your word today. Why? Because it's your word that makes us new. Your word that teaches us about you. So make it clear and make it plain. In Jesus' name, would you say amen? amen. Come on, give God one of your biggest praises that you have again. Amen. Amen. We do thank God for the amazing children ministries as well. And also, I always want to let mothers and babies know if you choose to keep your baby. And, you know, you need to, um, we have a nursing area over in the hospitality suite as well, just in case. Um, you, some people ask me about that all the time. And so if you have to have a nurse or um, want to still connect with service uh, in the hospitality suite, my grandma, she's on the wall. She'll be watching you, helping you raise your baby uh, over there. She's over there. She's a lover. I promise you that soon they look at her, they're going to start smiling. Because uh, she's so awesome. Well, we thank God so much for the babies and all of you all uh, in this place today. Um, Y'all know what time it is. Let me see them. What? Y'all got them? Y'all got them? All right. If y'all have one, go ahead and signal the ushers. They'll be more than delighted um, to connect with you all today. Um, I will, um, I will, for this, for the next two weeks, I will uh, have the teens uh, in service with me on the first Sunday in uh, February. Y'all will be um, over in Teen Center, and so I'll be sharing. So I'm, I'm, I'm going to reach out to y'all this week as well. I got some things planned, and um, honestly, when I was planning it last week, uh, I saw that some of y'all had some, bas some basketball games. Uh, I looked at all the school schedule like, ah, I don't want to miss y'all this week. Uh, I want to I kind of brief y'all on what some plans that I have for you all going forward uh, um, on, in store, so much in store. So I'll be um, gearing y'all back up uh, for first Sunday in the February. So thank you so much for rocking. But I want y'all to learn what I'm talking about today because today is a very sensitive subject um, that I believe that every person at every level that can understand and learn uh, would need to have in their um, hearts and their minds. Would y'all give it up for our ushers as they readjust themselves from serving you all so faithfully? And so um, this month, this year, we have declared more in 2024. Um, we have been displaying those things and just putting it out there because I want it on my heart and I want it in the hearts of God's people as well. Now, one of the things that we declare, and I love it, it just keeps um, ringing in my ear. Um, I gave Pastor Linda credit twice, so after you hear me say it after this, I'm not going to mention her name no more concerning it. Um, she said something like, uh, I can't be the old me of 2023 if I expect more in 2024. 
And I believe that. I, I think that is so amazing if we can really understand that and really just walk in that thing every day. It just cause God's goodness to be in and through our lives on the regular. And so one of the areas that we've been teaching on and really discussing is that we are made for more. Somebody shout out made for more. And we want you to have that complete understanding, y'all, that you are made for more, that more is in store. And when I've been thinking about this, I see more doors opening. I see more opportunities happening. And even in this moment, as we close out, I even saw that you know, in the business meetings where people are, were so excited about what God had for them next and the doors that would be open based upon the information that they received. And now one of the things about receiving information is that you have to properly analyze that information, look at the information, and apply it properly. And one of the ways that you apply the information that you have received properly is by operating in wisdom. Somebody shout wisdom. And so this is week number three, and I, I've been talking about wisdom this entire month, and I believe it's so important because it should be the foundation of everything that you receive. God, if, I, if you choose to give me anything, if you, you, if you choose to increase my life with any resource, relationship, uh, any revenue, one of the things that you should desire is that you operate in wisdom. Because as quick as you get something, if you don't operate in wisdom, you'll lose it. If you don't operate in wisdom in your relationships, you can lose it. And some people think just because God gave you something that you're going to just have it all the time and, and treat it any old kind of way. And that's not the case. You have to ask God daily. Somebody shout daily. Daily for wisdom. Not just one time. Not wisdom to get, but wisdom to keep. Because if you get it and you get it and you forget it, you're going to lose it. And that's what we want. I see it all, I see it all the time. I, I've experienced it personally. But we can take the goodness of God for granted and not operate the way God purposed us to operate in the godly wisdom that he has created us to walk in. Turn to your Bibles to James chapter 3. want to spend some time here today. Man, because God been speaking to my spirit concerning Two types of wisdoms. Two types. Do y'all know that there's two types of wisdoms? Maybe not, huh? Well, let's talk about it then. Anybody, so, so uh, anybody can just shout, shout to me um, what two types of wisdoms there are. Anybody know? Godly wisdom and worldly wisdom. So today I want to talk about, I want to teach on how operating in godly wisdom. Because it teaches us all the time, man, uh, 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 because you can, all, you, can, you can learn how to do something the wrong way. And you can do something, learn how to do something the right way. Anybody ever taught your kids how to drive? And what's the instructions to tell them, what, what you should have your hands? 
what they want to do. And, and, and as parents, you understand that, hey, th that was to teach you something because if you lost control. Now, those that have gained a little bit more experience, they make it, you know, you know, <laughs> But, 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 but as you're growing and you, you haven't developed the wisdom of the role, you got to stick to the principles. Because if things get out of hand, that's why they say don't text and drive because they know if you get distracted. Hallelujah. Why are you looking at me? Why are you, I just be um, paying attention to other. But if you get in an accident, and something happened, you weren't operating in that wisdom. So there's two types of wisdom that we're going to talk about today. We're going to, we're going to teach you how to have godly wisdom, but I got to show you what worldly wisdom looked like too. Because if you don't know what they both look like, you can be operating in one and think you're operating in the other. Because you may say, hey man, I'm, I'm doing what I think, I think is best. I'm saying what's on my mind. How you say stuff matters too. The way you present it, it matters. It shows whether or not you're operating in wisdom or not. Are y'all at James chapter 3? I gave you some time to get there. I want you to make sure you get there. And as I talk about this thing today, James is commonly compared to Proverbs. When you're reading the Bible, and I'm also going to send out some things because people have been really asking me. They say, Pastor, I really want to grow in my relationship with God. I really want to get closer, so where do I start reading? I'm going to share some things. I'm going to probably, probably do it on the Roundup tomorrow, and I may post it as well. Um, but I'm going to show you not just where to start reading, but where to go. Like when you start reading the Bible, because you ain't gonna have you ain't gonna have somebody interpreting the Bible for you all. If I if you read the Bible intently and you read what God has really purposed you to read and how you should read it, and that, that means you can't be watching TV, you can't be distracted, you can gain some understanding by way of Holy Spirit. And so I'm gonna share some things in the next couple of weeks about where you start, but also where you go to build your faith up as a believer. So you'll walk in like confidence, how to walk in godliness and holiness and those things as well. That not, and then how to know who Jesus is. Because when you know how Jesus, who Jesus is, you'll understand how to walk as a Christian. So James chapter 3 is commonly connected to this book of Proverbs. And like the book of Proverbs, James touches on the theme. This is what, how James and Proverbs are so similar in this um, pre presentation. Is that it would touch on a subject... Uh, it'll go on to other subjects and then circle back around to the original theme. So the book of Proverbs is like wisdom, but then it goes and talk about some other things, but it shows you those other things to circle you back to how to operate in wisdom or how to see wisdom. Because Proverbs is considered wisdom prophesied and James is considered wisdom played out. So I can know what wisdom is, but I also need to know how to operate in it. Because sometimes we can know better and not do better. We can have some information, but not apply it to our life. And that's why we got to, I tell you all the time, that's what creates in us a hearer and a doer of the word of God. And that's why we're here in this moment, because I want to talk and teach on how to operate 
and wisdom. No matter where you are in life, no matter how young or young-minded you are, God is holding you responsible for walking in the wisdom of his word. When you know right from wrong, you are responsible to walk and ask God for more wisdom and more understanding. James is even referred to as the proverb of the New Testament. It looks just real similar to the Old Testament proverbs, but dressed up in New Testament clothing. It is considered that we're focusing on practical actions of faith and wisdom, and it encourages God's people to act more like God. How you know you get in it? That's why the Bible talks about in all you're getting, get understanding, to get it, get it, and not forget it. And the reason why it tells us that is so that when we don't forget it, we'll start acting more like God. We'll start representing godly character in all our ways, which is a direct representation of whether or not we're operating in wisdom. And this practical emphasis that James brings to us it gives us the goals of the Christian life that is lived out for God to put his word into practice and to operate. Somebody shall operate. And to operate into, anytime you start to practice something, you begin to operate in it. I operate in it. I operate in it. I begin to practice. I begin to put it into practice because practice produces greater performance and greater productivity. I begin, I'll be learning more. Every time, I, every time you go out and you practice something, you may not get perfection after practice, but you learn something. You become better at it. And you can always tell when somebody is out of practice. Yeah. James chapter 3, y'all ready? And so as I read James, I want you to drop down to verse number 13. That's where we're going to start at today as I talk about these two types of wisdoms because I'm asking God for more wisdom. I want to make better decisions. I want to be more responsible with those things that God is requiring of all of us. And in James chapter 3, verse number 13, this is how it reads here. It says, who is wise and understanding among you? Look at your neighbor and say, is that you? So this is a question, right? Like, who is wise? Who is wise and understanding among you? Like, this is a question that has to be answered today. Who is it? Who is wise and understanding among you all? Us, all of us. James is literally asking this question to see the response and the productivity of his people. It says, let them show it by their good life. By their good life. Who is wise and understanding among you, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. A whole lot to unpack it right there. Look at that, y'all. It says that by, by, I, 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 let them show it by their good life, by their deeds done in the humility that comes, somebody shout, humility comes from wisdom. 
Like in order to even present humility in situations, you got to be operating in wisdom. Because what happened is that if you don't operate in wisdom in certain situations, you won't operate in humility, you'll operate in arrogance. Self-centeredness. Because there's some situation in your life you wanted to say something, right? Huh? You wanted to say what was on your mind, but you say, and you say, God, it spoke to your spirit. Say, hold on, that's not the wisest choice to make right there. Because if you say that, I know you're going to get it off your chest, but you're going to probably be without this job. So you done got fired because you done said what you wanted to say, and that wasn't the wisest decision for your family. Because now you got to go home and say, you know what, babe? I told him what I meant, though. I told him what I meant, but we can't pay the rent. She's going to look at you like, what? You said that? That wasn't wise. Because, hear this, there is a result from the wise that pleases God, that produces in your life a good life. Oh, system went out. Media all all right back there? They all right, thank you so much. Hallelujah. Everything went black. Look at this right here. This, 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 this. And, and, and so when I read that, I'm, I'm going to get to that in a second, but I want you just to read it for what it says. Let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in the humility that comes from wisdom. Here it is. It says, 14, but if you harbor bitterness, if you harbor bitter envy, and selfish ambition in your hearts. Ooh, this is, this, is, this is like crazy stuff right here. It says, but if you harbor bitter envy and selfish ambition in your hearts, do not boast about it or deny the truth. Such wisdom does not come down from heaven but is earthly, unspiritual, demonic. Okay, man. Ooh, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. For where, for where you have envy, hear this, y'all, and selfish ambition, there you find disorder and every, somebody shout every, every evil practice. Now, in some of your Bibles, all depending on what version or translation that you're using, it'll talk about uh, selfish ambition or uh, envy or malice is another word for selfish ambition. Um, that means that when you, somebody did something to you and you wish they felt like you felt and got what you, it got back to them what they made you feel like or, or, or you wish bad on somebody because they didn't wrong by you. They say that only when you feel that, what happens in your heart that not only does selfish ambition ambition or, 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 or envy enters your heart, but every other evil thing happens as well. And you wonder why you're feeling some type of way, because you understand what I'm talking about in a second. Like, why am I feeling this way when I get into this room? Because there's a wisdom that comes from the world that says that if somebody did something to you, they deserve something to happen to them. There's a wisdom from the world that says, 
Now, if you want to operate in more wisdom of God, you want to see God's blessings in your life, these are things you're going to have to get out of your heart. You have to deal with this thing. And some people don't want to face it. They like to blame, oh, so-and-so did this to me, so I got a reason to feel this way. I got a reason to act like, but what's happening in your life is that you're separating yourself from operating in the wisdom of God, and so you won't see the word work in your life. There's something that God is withholding from you right now because you ain't walking in godly wisdom. Some of you still upset with the X. That's why you can't move on to your next. There ain't a will of God for your life. You're holding everybody to a standard that somebody else didn't, that, that, that somebody wouldn't even fit to be held to. They weren't operating in the wisdom of God. And so you let that thing hurt you so bad. And you can't, this is what God said. That's why he says, is there anybody among you who are wise and understand that when you do things God's way, that no matter what someone did to you or how things turned out for you, that nobody can stop what God really has for you? Like, no, but nothing can stop with God. I don't care how you was raised or who didn't raise you right. The will of God is still meant for your life. Some of y'all are the first to do a whole lot of stuff. It's because you chose to operate in wisdom. You could still walk in the same poverty you was growing up in, but you decided to make different money choices. Amen. Anybody say, I'm just wiser with my money. That's all you want. You decided to say, let me get some information that somebody did not give me so I cannot have an excuse why I'm poor. While I'm bitter, I saw what that happened in my family. So I'm that way because I saw it happen in that. The God said, that wasn't that way. You should have operated some wisdom. You should have went and got something. Because what happened to you created a space for the enemy to manifest his wisdom in your life. Jesus. I told y'all, this ain't going to be one you're going to shout with me on. I promise you. Because you're going to you have to, in order to walk in God, live wisdom for your life, you're going to have to break through some stuff. You have to get out of yourself. Because when I tell you what godly wisdom requires, you're going to, oh, Jesus, you mean I got to really do that? Because the world wisdom got a whole lot of stuff. Boy, it, it, and, and, and let me tell you something. The worldly wisdom will make you feel real good for a moment. Some of y'all, some of y'all still searching on social media right now, looking at some people that, that hurt you, hoping something bad happened in their life. Some of y'all got it this morning. You ain't prayed. You went right to your social life. Let me see what's going on with them. You ain't gonna. And, and, and some of y'all just natural haters. You gonna look at everybody's stuff, but ain't gonna like nothing. <laughs> what's, she, what's she doing? Look, <laughs> what she got on. You ain't got to you say I'm right. I know I'm right. Because I, 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 what happens when things happen to you, your heart, something happened on the inside of you that caused you to operate out of wisdom of God. And so your motives become impure and genuine and no longer genuine. And this is how you're going to, that's why, look, 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 let me tell you what the Bible says. I'm not saying this on my own. That's why it says in verse 14, I mean, verse 13, it says, let them show it by their good life, by deeds done in humility that comes from wisdom. Now, let me ask this question, because that's the question that we ask. So here's the question that I want to interject in this moment. How do we know if we are operating in godly wisdom? How do I know, Pastor? 
I explained to you a whole lot of other stuff. I, I, and I'm not gonna, I ain't gonna give the devil too much credit because y'all, some of y'all, y'all, y'all related too frequently to those things. Because when I was mentioning out those feelings, what happens is that you can relate to it real easy. Ooh, but I understand. I know people just like that. But when I talk about this godly wisdom, let me see how many of y'all shout amen. Because this is going to be the proof of whether or not you're operating in more wisdom of God. Because that's what you want to be Because it's easy. Op- that, that, I told you, that devil, the, the, the way that, that, that's why this demonic stuff, that's why it calls it in verse 15, such wisdom comes not from down from heaven, but it's earthly, unspiritual, and what? And I, I know we, we don't talk about demons no more. There's a demonic force in the world that comes from the pits of hell that is designed. That's why I tell people, I don't care what nobody say about our faith as Christians. We're the only only faith-based organization or entity in the world that has an enemy called the devil. They have demonic forces coming against it every day. There's no other religious organization that claims a demonic force against it. They're coming against our children, our families. Every time you want to do good, what's what's present? What other denomination of ministry and life you know that have to deal with a demon everywhere they go? Name one. Muslims don't have to deal with no demons. Buddhists don't have to deal with a demon every day. Something fighting against their, their, the, the true identity of Christ in their life, but we do. And that's why I'm talking about that. I got to raise this alarm, y'all, because we sometimes we don't recognize that when we don't do right and what God told us to do, there's a demonic force at work. And we can stay like we don't play, we'll pay no attention. That thing will creep right in on us, infiltrate our lives. And calls us not to operate in the will of God. So we got believers in church reading the Bible and still missing God's promises. Woo! Are y'all still with me? I, I, I feel like I lost about five or ten, 20 of y'all just then. Y'all like, man, you talking about demons now. They keep me with the angels and the, 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 the nice pretty stuff. Life ain't pretty. Life, when you understand that the kingdom of God is at hand every day, it'll force you to say, God, give me more wisdom. God, let me operate. And if I could keep this wisdom from heaven, these worldly influences won't get me no more. My family will be stronger. My friendships will be stronger. I get over stuff I ain't got over yet. That's why some of y'all can't move forward in life. He's harboring stuff. No cap, no shade, none of that, right? But I deal with a lot of hurt. I promise you, I, I I ain't trying to compare, but I promise you, you ain't hurt as many times as I have. I'll be there for you. I guarantee you. I promise you I'll be with you no matter what. 
I, get, I, I promise you I heard it at least 100 more times than any one of you. Test me. Did I heard that statement. Happy walking here. Man, Pastor, Lord, send me here. I'm here for you no matter what until, you, until I piss you off. Until you don't agree with something I'm doing. But I still got to keep this heart right, though. I still got to keep myself open for the new person to come in. So then when you walk into those doors, you don't feel the hurt that I'm feeling sometimes. Okay, <laughs> amen. My eyes sweat a little bit on that one. Because it happens all the time. If I don't operate in wisdom, I'll treat you like dirt when I meet you. Based upon how many times I done heard that. I'll be looking at every, I'll be looking at everybody sideways. When are you gonna be next? If the wisdom of God. And some of y'all done been betrayed by one person and walk around like something stuck up your behind. Okay. I'm trying to get more wisdom to you, y'all. That's all. It, 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 may, it may not come soft today. But if you get it, you won't forget it. You'll walk in the love and the compassion of God. And you'll see God's power manifest in your life. Your heart will be right. Your motives will be pure. bless you. So how do we know if we are operating in godly wisdom? Here's verse 17. 13 through 16 said a whole lot of stuff, but here's 17. Look what it says here. It says, but the wisdom that comes from God or from heaven is first of all pure. Somebody shout pure. It says it's first pure. Then it says it says then peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. How many of those qualities you got? How many of these you operate in for real? Can I, can I explain them a little bit? So, you're, so you, won't, you won't take your own understanding of it? Because this is how we're going to see the good deed that leads to the good life that show that you're operating in godly wisdom. This is how. James shares with me in verse 17. I want you to bring it back up again. It says, but the wisdom that comes from heaven. All that other stuff, the get back, the envy, all this other stuff comes from the enemy. But it's come from heaven. First of all, first is pure, peace-loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy and good fruit, impartial and sincere. He sets the standard here. And this is how, when you walk out of this room today or log off of this broadcast, you're going to know whether or not you're operating in godly wisdom or not. Or on your way there, and if you're not, you need to get there. 
Say, God, convict my spirit today because I heard something because when you know better, you should do better. And this is what helps me. Because some of y'all think, Pastor, you're just supposed to. Or you're supposed to let it go. You, you're a man of God. You're a woman of God. You're a man of God. Are you going to stand before a different Jesus than me? Well, y'all got a Jesus on the side. You got one in your pocket somewhere, huh? They're going to pull out. They're going to judge you. According to Ephesians chapter 4, it's my responsibility as your pastor to bring you to a level of unity and maturity. That means you should start thinking like I think. Operating in the same level of, of love and understanding. You shouldn't stay there and still be here. I should be pulling you toward. I don't want you to just stay where you are. I say, God, if I can forgive, they can forgive. If they can let it go, if they can walk in purity, love, and sincerity, God, they need, we all need to be walking in the same thing if we are considered the body of Christ. We should be walking in wisdom. Somebody shout, we should. It's easy for you to hold, that's why I say, this, this is, you easy to hold somebody else responsible, but you got to be responsible for yourself. I don't know what's going on with my time, but I need a little bit more. Jesus Christ. Look what he says here, but wisdom. He says, so first of all, he says here in James, he set the standard with the qualities of godly wisdom. First of all, godly wisdom is pure. Somebody shout pure. Pure. False wisdom is characterized by bitter envy and selfish ambition. That's the God, that's the worldly stuff. It's categorized by envy, malice, selfish ambition. Godly wisdom is characterized by pure of our purity of our motives. This emphasizes that the wisdom that originates from God is fundamentally pure and untainted with any level of evil. So in other words, when I operate in godly wisdom, I got to dismiss the evil thoughts out of my life. I got to make sure that if I'm walking in, some, I said, God, I have to pray in this. I said, if you're not a pray in the spirit, you better get, find you a quiet place and say, God, I need for you to get this evil thought out of my head. I need to get this evil ambition out of my mind because, God, I want to walk in wisdom with you because none of you, God, to have what you got, I can't have any evil. Because your spirit, your wisdom is pure. And anything that is impure will make, it, it, don't take a, it don't take a whole lot. Amen. I wish 24 apples made one good. I wish it did. But one can make a whole bad, bad. That's why you have to examine your life every single day. Where are your ambitions? What are you feeling? What are you wishing on something or someone else? God, because I want to operate, because you'll see how this is going to flow in your life, because if your motives are not pure, your actions will present it. Amen. You won't be able to walk, okay, I, I'll tell you, that's why some people don't come by and talk to me at the church, because they know their motives are bad. They walk, they pass let me walk by them. I ain't saying nothing to me, so everybody will be like, hey, Pastor. No. I've had people say, Pastor, I didn't come over you because, man, my heart was feeling some type of way about something, and I didn't want you to ask me how I was really doing because I could, I could see it. Holy Spirit can reveal stuff to us. and some, That's why some people stay away from the house of God because they don't want their, they don't want their issues to be exposed. 
They don't want, want somebody to walk up to them and say, man, you know you mean. You're inconsiderate. Because what happens is eventually what's in your heart will manifest itself outwardly in your life. You can try to cover it up all day, but eventually it's going to show in your actions, in your deeds, in your conversations. Pure, not fake. Pure means not fake. Genuine, not phony. If you feel a certain way about someone, don't just walk around and continue to smile on their face. Set them to the side, make it a point, and share with them how you really feel. Now, let me tell you this. Now, when you tell them how you really feel, that, that's not a one-way conversation. Because some people say, well, you, you, let me tell you how I feel, and you shut up. No! Because that's how people, and, and, and this is another trick of the enemy. He said, oh, if I talk to them, they won't hear me. They won't hear what I'm saying. They won't, they won't receive me. No, you don't want to hear what they probably going to say to you back. Because our motives got to be pure. Some of y'all walk around on your job, in the church, or around the world, and be smiling at people's face. No, you don't like them. See, what's happening is that if you don't operate in wisdom, you won't handle them properly. You'll mishandle people. You'll mistreat them and don't even know it. You'll dismiss them. Ooh, this is hard stuff, boy. If you don't fix that heart issue, pure, it's genuine, it's not phony, it's not fake. And sometimes you got, you, you got to tie, you got, sometimes you got to get sick and tired of being fake and phony, putting up a facade every day. God, ask God, ask God to clean. If you got that issue, either you let it go or deal with it so you can get your purity right. So you'll start operating in what? More wisdom. If I got a problem with you, I'm going to talk to you. If not, I'm going to let it go. I ain't going to walk around acting like I like you. Can I, can I, I, I don't know nobody I don't like. I don't care what they did. Cause I, fix, I said, God, fix my heart. So now, if, the, my wife asked me, how you still speak to that joker? You know what they did to you? I said, because God changed my heart. Because I don't care what they did, because my heart is right if they ever needed me. Ooh, that's, that's wisdom. It's right here in the text. I told you, this ain't going to be your amen, because okay, you'll have to do something to, to really operate in this heavenly wisdom. Stuff. You're going to have to, sometimes it's going to be some folks that are going to come back in your life. I ain't, I ain't talking about you got to go out of your way. You, you got to operate in wisdom in that, too. I ain't, I ain't say stupid. That's a, it's a big lie between, amen. You, you see God's face on that thing. Like, God, make sure your God, my heart is right. right. Okay, don't just do it. Operate in it. Genuine, not phony. It, it, this denotes our moral, spiritual responsibility to walk in this thing. Peace loving. Somebody shout peace loving. Anyone love peace? Ooh, I like my peace. Ooh, Ooh Jesus. Ain't nothing like some good people. I'll I, I be, I be, man, my, I, love my, I love being home because my house is peaceful. I deal with a lot of people, but at home I'm peaceful. And 
we love peace. We want it, right? But this is what wisdom is. It's peace-loving. Peace-loving. Selfish ambition can start a war. But godly wisdom can bring truth and clarity where there was chaos. Amen. Because some of y'all like to fight. Amen. Anybody, you explain first? Okay. Amen. I was one of them. You know, you, all you got to do is act like you want to argue. I'm, I'm, hey, you already arguing? No, I ain't going to wait. We ain't going to wait to get this started. Man, I remember when I was first, can I be honest? I remember when I first started the church, man, I had so many bad mouths and people talking about me. I mean, I, I, every, every, we used to go to churches. And afternoon service, I'm sitting in the church. They used to talk about this young preacher on the west, east side. And I just want to stand up and say, I'm him. <laughs> I ain't never experienced so much. I mean, hey, it was, hey, hey, I'm telling you, I used to want to just, come, I used to want to just walk up in the church and then pop somebody in the mouth. I just want to walk up in the pulpit, let me hit you. Just, uh, back in here, you this, 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 is the, <laughs> this is the lip bus where like the pop. You know, if you want to bust somebody lip real quick, just hit that knuckle. <laughs> I mean, I felt that way. I, I said, God, just give me one sense of grace. Just give me a day of grace so I can just pop everybody in my mouth one time. Because <laughs> I ain't scared to fight. I, I'd be 100%. I, 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 ain't, I ain't never been scared of nothing. But I love peace. And I realized... <laughs> Amen. Amen. I ain't want to be behind that iron curtain. Um, but th th I'll say this because sometimes even when you are in relationships, right? And I say this because I'm, I'm being 100% because of how I felt. I say, God, you got to remove that from my heart so that if I see this person in public, I won't get them. Last, I know you've been with me a couple times. I had, had to keep my composure. I had to apologize to him two couple times because I almost just went off like that. <laughs> he's been me a long time. You know, seen passing some rare places. And I said, God, I want to up because this wisdom would not bring about peace in my life. It'll only continue the chaos. And some of y'all, when you're arguing with your spouse, you don't just shut up. Because you like chaos. But the wise thing to do sometimes is to somebody say, hold your peace. Because what happens is that some of the wisest things you can do is avoid conflict. This part indicates that heavenly wisdom promotes peace and seeks to cultivate harmony and goodwill among each other. It encourages peaceful interactions that does not result in conflicts. Did I, if I can give you the true definition of conflict, it's really an opportunity to bless God. The conflicts that come in our life will really show who we are connected to. When you could go off, you love your peace more. Because you know you would have just did what you want to do, but hey, something else, it was a result of the action. That foolish, the way the world would have dealt with it. Like, I never understood that like, when people get mad, they want to they just talk about everybody. 
Because that's not going to come back on you. Your life ain't going to be better because you just... <laughs> you got to say, God, I got to operate in wisdom. Some stuff that some people did to you, you're going to have to keep it to yourself. Amen. And hold that thing and say, God, it's between you and I because if I ever would to I need to make sure I protect my peace. Because some of us done stirred up the issues in our own lives. Because we operate in godly wisdom. You ain't got to tell everybody what your ex did to you. Or what that person down the street did to you. You got folks hating folks that they don't even know. And you got folks feeling some... Some of y'all feel some way about somebody else ain't never, and they ain't done nothing to you. But you don't feel that peace around them because somebody disturbed it with a worldly wisdom perspective. Y'all ain't hearing nothing I'm saying today. I'm sorry. I, I, maybe, I told you it wasn't a shouting sermon. Because I want you to operate in more wisdom. Somebody shout, consider it. Ooh, Jesus. This is, I'm only reading the Bible. I'm only explaining what the Bible is telling us already. You have, this is considerate. Considerate is you have the strength, the power, and the information to use against somebody. But you have it under control, and you just refuse to do it. This highlights the quality of thoughtfulness and empathy that is characterized by godly wisdom. It implies a careful and respectful regard for not just your feelings, but the feelings of others. In other words, you got enough information to get back the person that hurt you, but you choose not to. You got enough to tell. I promise you, if you told your side of the story, you'll feel, you'll, if, you, if, if you could just tell your side and what they really did to you. But you can't tell it to everybody. And so what happens is you have to say, God, I'm considerate. This is what this word means in the text. Is that, God, I got enough information. But it wasn't your information to use. Because if you use it, it'll show you that you're walking out of godly wisdom. Can I tell you I got enough information to get back a whole lot of people? But y'all will never trust me again. Because all you, what you say? That person, every time they get mad, they just blow off at the mouth about everybody. And I promise you that'll be the last person you'll trust. An inconsiderate person. That's an unwise person. One that is not, they're only considering their feelings alone and not the damage that it will cause to everybody else. Are y'all hearing me? You got enough information if you just told your side of the story. Everybody, they'll stop looking at you sideways about what so-and-so said about you. Sometimes the wisdom of God requires you not to defend even yourself. That's your character speak for you. I promise you, can I tell you the truth? They're going to keep talking and they're going to look more stupid. 
Because you don't walk around saying that. You keep walking around with like you, God, I know who I am. I know what you're doing in my life. And they're, gonna, they're, gonna, they're still trying to get people to believe what they said about you. And what happened is that people say, hold on for a second. That person ain't saying nothing. You keep on talking. You must try to influence me to believe something that must be, because you keep, every time, and you keep making up stuff. You, you say you ain't talked to that person in the last two years. How you got new information? <laughs> you don't talk to them no more, but you know what happened yesterday? You lie. You lie. Wisdom, man. Submission. Somebody shout Submission submissiveness it means being willing to listen and learn we have to come to an understanding when we walk in the wisdom we may not know might not know everything but we got to be more humble more teachable not a doormat but meek and I always say meekness is not a sign of weakness it's power under control it's your ability to say God I know what I got they just don't Amen to that, somebody. How many know you ain't got to always pull out all your guns? Every time somebody threatens your, your knowledge or anything, you ain't got to pull out everything you know. Because I'm wise. I'm going to stay humble right here. I'm going to let you make a fool of yourself. I ain't going to try to shine you out. I ain't going to try to showbone on you and show you what I really got. Because I know what God gave me. And I'm submissive to the gift that God gave. And anytime you walk in the submissive wisdom of the wisdom of submissiveness, you won't always have to show out in front of nobody to prove your point. Your character will prove it every time. Amen. Man, I can't finish this today, man. Y'all want me to finish? No. I heard somebody say no. I did. I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. I heard that. I'm saying, I, 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 Hey, if you got to go, go. I, 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 that's okay. You know, because, you, because if you want to walk up operating more wisdom, and you want to get what God really got, and you say, God, I, I, I possess this quality. Because this is how you will be known to be one of wisdom. When you exercise, the Bible says, these qualities. Full of mercy. Ooh, not this piece of mercy. This word has a double meaning. This word, I told y'all I'm going to get here in a second, it has a double meaning, forgiving those who wrong us and then be willing in our hearts to help them if they need us. Full of mercy. Full of love there. Some of y'all full of something else. Um, I, mean, I mean, not mercy. <laughs> full of yourself. That's what I meant. I meant that. Full of yourself. <laughs> Pull of mercy. This phrase emphasizes the compassionate nature and implies the disposition of kindness, forgiveness, and generosity. And it connects directly. That's why it says full of mercy and good fruit. Full of good fruit. Somebody shout, I'm full of good fruit. This is your produce because you can look like a tree. But you know a tree by as what? Soon as I see your fruit, I can tell what's in your root. I can tell what's deep down in you. Because you're only going to produce what you are. An apple tree ain't going to produce oranges. An orange tree ain't going to produce apples. Because you cannot manufacture fruit. 
That's why this wisdom is so important because you can't make it up. You can't put it on when you get in the room. It has to manifest. It, it produces out of you. And some of us got some plastic fruit. Oh, y'all remember that fruit at your grandma's table? <laughs> it ain't real. It look like fruit. They even, they, they even make that stuff fuzzy now. It got fuzz on it. I'm trying to get us there. We got to produce. It, this, this, called, this, 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 this is what we call spiritual maturity. It happens through seeking God's wisdom. This is how you're going to produce fruit. Um, you have to seek God's wisdom moment by moment. Somebody shout moment by moment. That's every day. You can't just say God, because you can't water a tree one day. You got to water it frequently in order for it to continue to produce that which God has for us. Somebody, last two right here, impartial and sincere. Somebody shout impartial. That means, now I was in the military, right? And they told me I had to be uh, impartial. Y'all remember that term? That means I can't show favoritism. How many know it's not wise to show? I know, so how many of y'all got some good close friends to you? you? Now, let me tell you something. They're not your friends if they make you compromise. If they make you treat them different than anybody else, when everybody else is around, they're your friend. They'll cause you to operate in worldly wisdom and you'll become impartial. If you can't deal with your friends like you deal with everybody else, you're not operating in wisdom because they're going to come back and bite you in the butt one day. I started this church, I had a whole, folk, whole bunch of people that called themselves my friends. Not now, one of them here no more. When you put your friendship on them, okay, y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. That, that's the, that was the most unwise decision I made. Trying to people please. Trying to keep people perspective of what I thought they thought about me because they were so close to me. And that could be the very one. If you ain't careful. I, I, I said, you can love people, you can love them, but if they ever cause you to compromise how you treat somebody else, you're not walking in wisdom. If you can't treat your friends in the same environment like you treat everybody else, you're walking in foolishness. Y'all ain't saying amen to me. Because your friends will make you feel bad. I ain't everybody. Why you treat me like everybody else? Because you're in the same room with everybody else. That's one of the hardest decisions I have to make as, as a pastor. I got family, I got friends. I got people I really love. But don't test me. Because in wisdom telling me I'm about to deal with you quickly because you'll be the... Your friends should be the one that got your back the best. Amen. They should, when you say something, they should be like, I got you. I'm here. Because they keep you from being impartial. Y'all ain't hear what I'm saying. Because this part underscores that heavenly wisdom is fair. And it's just, it's free of favoritism and bias. Lastly, it's sincere. Somebody shout, it's sincere. Who I know this is going to be a long one today. I mean, a sincere person is genuine without hypocrisy. In other words, a sincere person don't wear a mask. They, they ain't like 
they ain't one way in front of you and in some way else in some, somebody else. Amen. They the same way in front of everybody. Y'all know people like that, but they, they, act, they, they act one way in front of this group of people and they act this way. They, they chameleons, Christians. They transform every day. Every, they over here, they, they partying with these people, then they shouting with these. They're trying to fit in at work. You, trying to fit in with every group because they, they, they haven't understand the wisdom of God that requires them to be sincere. Either you're a Christian or you're not. Either you're a believer everywhere you go or not. Amen. Sincere, genuine. This, is, this, 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 is stress, this stresses the importance of authenticity and genuineness. It indicates that the wisdom that comes from the God is not full of deceit. We shouldn't act like we feel a certain way. We should feel that way and, and express it. And be the persons that God has purposed us to be if we're going to walk in the wisdom of God. Amen? Amen. I told you this one going to be nice. But I tell you, man, I, I, and I never mean, I, I, but I, I, had to, I had to share this because when I read what the wisdom of God requires, it let me know how much I got the work. Can I tell you, I'm still working on this thing. Anybody still working on the verse right there? I, I, I've been talking to you, but anybody working on them right now? You say, God, I need to work on that right now? I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And I'm making a decision today to be better about it. Like today. Today. That I'm going to let these attributes be my attitude. So that I can do what the 13, 14 verse talks about when they see the good deed and the good works they'll see that you're operating in the wisdom from heaven, not the wisdom of the world. Yeah, I had to cut across the field a little bit to get to that point. I hope I didn't rush through it and miscommunicate anything pertaining to that, but I hope that understanding is received. Excuse me for the time, but I just wanted to make sure I didn't try to pick back up next week and then you to, you know, act up this week. Because y'all would act up between, his past ain't said the last two yet, so I got, I could. <laughs> now he only got through three. I, 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 no, all eight. It was eight of them. Somebody shout, it was eight of them. Eight of them. Can I mention them again? Pure, peace loving, considerate, submissive, full of mercy, full of good fruit, impartial, and sincere. 